0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's
1: Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. It is overwhelming to me when I think about how good God has been to us. And You know, as I look back over the past 20 years, I really marvel at two things. I marvel at the faithfulness of God. Our God is so faithful. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. When we give up, aren't you thankful that Jesus never gives up on us? Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. And he's not only faithful. All of that's taken place has been because of the faithfulness of God and because of the power of God. It's not anything good that's taken place has not taken place because of the power of man, the ability of man. It's all been the greatness and the glory of the power of Jesus Christ. That's the way it's happened from day one. You know what he did for us? First of all, he even gave us the prayers to pray. The Lord is the one who led us. The Lord is the one who put things in our heart to to believe him. And then as we believed him, he loves when his children believe him. He loves when we expect great things from him. And as he did, he just kept opening up the windows of heaven and providing. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you online. You're here today because God wants you to believe him for more. God wants you to believe him for greater things. He's still working. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many believe that today? Put your hands together and say, yes, Lord, we believe. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He put the prayers in our hearts to pray and to trust him for, and then he answered them. He provided the people for us to journey with. If you're here today, it's because God has put you together with the body of Christ. We started out just as a few, a handful of people, but every person, like we talked about on Tuesday, is a link in the chain. We're all just a link in the chain. All do, No person is more important than the other. We are all precious in the sight of God. And God has put us together to see great things take place for his glory and for his namesake. And he also provided for us. He provided what we needed to advance the kingdom. Many, many times our backs have been up against the wall in every single time. Our God has come through and provided. Could we praise God one more time? Hallelujah. (laughs) Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so it's been an incredible journey of watching and experiencing the faithfulness of God and the power of God. And I remember when the Lord brought us into this building, we knew that although this was a great milestone for our church, we knew that it was also a launching pad. Amen. We knew that we were getting in, but we were getting in because God wanted us to go out. Imagine. He wanted us to, to reach out, and he gave us the Beyond Project, to uh, calling us to go beyond our walls, beyond our generation, to experience even beyond our imagination. And brothers and sisters, we are living In the beyond, right here and right now. It is literally happening right before our eyes. God is doing things that are beyond our imagination. But what I want to do today is I want to read to you a story um, from the scriptures that I believe is a real-time word to our congregation. And as I read this passage of scripture, it is very deliberate. I believe that God gave it to me, but I believe that he gave it to me for every individual sitting uh, in in the seats in this room and everyone watching online. This was a word where Jesus went looking for someone for a very, very special reason. This is a real-time word. The guy's name was Nathaniel. And Jesus sought out Nathanael, and Nathanael wasn't seeking him out, and he makes the first promise of the book of John, which I want to adopt for this whole year. So let's read John chapter 1, beginning with verse 43. It says, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Now here truly is an Israelite in whom... There is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Do you know Jesus sees you before you see him? And he's reaching out after you before you answer him. And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? Then he said, you will see greater things than that. Amen. And he, then he added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. What he was saying to Nathaniel is you think that you've seen something? Well, guess what? You ain't seen nothing yet. And that's the word of the Lord to us. As we stand here celebrating the past 20 20 years, guess what? The next 20 years, here's what God is speaking over it. The next 12 months, here's what God is speaking over it. You ain't seen nothing yet. You will see greater things. How many believe that? How many believe we're going to see greater things? God can always outdo what he's done and he wants us to lift our expectation. He wants us to believe beyond what he's done because he has greater things in store for his people. And here's what he was really saying to Nathaniel. He was saying, as time unfolds, you're gonna see me move. I'm gonna fulfill my plans and purposes on the earth. But at the same time, I'm gonna make a special room for you. You see, I'm gonna work in power, It's not going to be your power. It's going to be my power. But while I'm working in power, I'm going to work in you and through you to see greater things done. You are going to be part of the great things that I want to do. How many know God wants to use us in 2022? And as he's using us, we will live and see greater things. Anybody believe that here today? When God does greater things, he doesn't just do greater things so that we can see them. He does them so that we could be part of them. It's not just so we can say, wow, what a great church. Man, I love taking my kids to church. You know, the kids get so ministered to, and I feel good when I leave. If that's the extent of where you are with God, I'm telling you right now. God is speaking to your heart, he's speaking to my heart, and he's saying, open up your heart and believe because I'm gonna show you greater things than that. Anyone believe that here today? So I wanna pray right now. I wanna pray that we would receive a deep challenge. I wanna pray that God would move some of us past um, coming to church, which is good. You know, reading your Bible once in a while, which is good. Uh, um, Doing um, uh, things that you feel like are pleasing God, all are good. I want us to step in closer. And I want us to open up our hearts and say, God, this year, the great things that you do, I also want you to do through me. (laughs) Lift your hands with me online. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you have greater things in store for your people. And Lord, we thank you for the past. We would not be here today if it wasn't for your faithfulness and for your power. But God, today we receive this promise, you will see greater things. And we receive it deeply, Lord. We receive it, Lord, knowing that you're going to work in us and you're going to work through us in 2022, O oh God. So release this promise among us, O God. For your glory and your honor, we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know that when he said this, he was saying it from a much greater perspective than the people who saw Jesus move but didn't experience Jesus for themselves. I know that he had much more in store at the time. And so he wants to take us deeper and he wants to take us deeper through the things that he's doing in the here and in the now. And I want to talk to you about what God has been doing in our midst. First of all, the becoming center is here. Out of all the things for us to do during a global uh, pandemic, with the economy in flux, with people out of work, people guarding their resources uh, wisely, of course, more than ever before. You know what the Lord did? The Lord had us to keep pressing while the world was pausing. We were, we pressed on. He was, he had us pushing through and we built the Becoming Center and paid for it cash all during the pandemic because how many know when God does greater things, pandemics can't stop what God is doing, hallelujah. And instantly it became a great blessing to our community from the, from the very beginning, we started as using it as a multi-site test. And you're going to see today how important that really was in a few moments. Then immediately, it has become part of our business as a mission strategy for meeting kingdom needs. I'll explain that to you as well in a moment. And, and it's currently dedicated to our young people. Our youth have a place to go on Friday night. How many know if you get them on Friday night, you got them for the weekend? Our youth are coming on Fridays. I've been in meetings. I've watched them. Our youth, Pastor James, and our and our youth ministry team is absolutely phenomenal. Could we put our hands together for them because they are doing such a remarkable job? And they are meeting God in powerful ways. Great altar calls are taking place on Friday nights. Think about all the crazy things that young people are doing in this world. Our kids are meeting Jesus at the altar. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right now, right now, they're also there. They're they're this thing that they do. What's that called? Breakfast breakfast club. And uh, don't be jealous because we give them a few treats now. And they're meeting and they're doing Bible studies, and it's just absolutely phenomenal what's taking place. But now, we're going to the next phase of the full vision of the Becoming Center, and it's gonna be going active in this spring uh, to impact our community at a whole new level. Launching this spring, we're gonna be providing holistic after-school programming for kids and families in our community. We know that CPS has had to cut all sorts of things that they used to offer to our kids. And how many believe that the church needs to step in and fill the gap? Hallelujah. (laughs) We're going to be offering classes during the week to kids and to families um, classes like intro to computers and coding and programming, fundamentals of music, elements of design, study hall. Kids are going to have a place to go and do their homework, and we're going to provide tutors for them. Open gyms, so- uh, soccer camp, and art. Our kids are going to have a place to go all week long. Could we praise God for that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let me zero in on one of the classes and tell you a story that I believe embodies the essence of the Becoming Journey. So one of our classes, Intro to Computers and Coding, is going to be taught by a young man in our church. When he was uh, a preteen, I believe, or in his early teens, no, no, a preteen, he had uh, the, the blessing the, the good fortune, let's call it, um, to be able to take a coding class. By the time he was 14, he started to get real jobs with real marketing companies. Wow. Today, he's only 21 years old, and he's working for a company, a major, major company. If I said the name, all of us would know uh, who he works for. And he came to us and said, look, When I was a kid, I had access to something that most kids don't. And now I want to take what God has taught me and I want to pass it on to our kids. And so he's going to start teaching this coding class. How many know that's what becoming is all about? Becoming is all about us taking the best that God has given us and giving it to someone else so that they can become and so that they could become better. How many would say amen? And so we're so excited about finally opening up the Becoming Center, and this is just the beginning. But I want to give a quick call to action here. The call to action is get involved. How many would say amen? Amen. The call to action is volunteer. What we need to understand is that love and generosity create the greatest learning environments in existence. You know how people... How people become, they become when they are in a space that is filled with love and filled with generosity. And what that means is you don't have to be a teacher. It means that you don't have to have some kind of special training to show up and be there for kids and pour out your love and to pour out your heart and to pour out your soul so that they can feel the goodness and the greatness of God so no one is sitting on the sidelines. Everybody say, pray and sign up right now, ready? Pray and sign up. That's what we're doing, we're getting involved. Somebody say amen. 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 So we are so thrilled that we could finally uh, have this dream come true of starting, really offering a Becoming Center, and we're only just beginning. Now in addition to that, um, in, the, in 2017, Um, The Lord made a way for us to buy a building that extends from, let's say, the back of this wall all the way to the corner of Belmont and Cicero. We bought this because we knew from the Lord that He wanted to use this corner as a major source of funding for ministry for the future. The way we got this property was an absolute miracle. We got it, first of all, no money down. We got it for interest-only payments for the first two years. We got it for owner financing. The owner said, I'll be your bank, so we didn't even have to go get a mortgage. And And over the course of time that we have had it, it has always operated in the black. There are like 40 apartments or so, 15 or so storefronts. As of right now, we have 98% occupancy in the apartments, and it's virtually always uh, been that way. In addition to that, could put up the next thing, we also started immediately renting the Becoming Center to Intrinsic High School, so we're already partnering with high schools. Kids are being prepared for college at our Becoming Center. Could we praise God? Hallelujah. That's what's happening there during the week right now. Yet we're collecting rent that goes to fund ministry. We also have a um, coffee shop coming soon. We're starting to fill up the uh, uh, the storefronts, and we have other leases pending. But the key is is that as we um, continue the business as mission strategy, the day we pay off this corner something incredible will happen for our church. Because when we pay off the corner, it means that all of the income from that side of this block will be used to fund Becoming Center Ministries, to send out missionaries, and to do greater things for the glory of God. So I need to encourage you, this is the call to action. Pray for the elimination of that debt. Pray, that's a, that's a good time to say amen. Pray for an absolute miracle to take place. Whether it be one person or many people, begin to sow seed upon the heart of God. Give above your ties and offerings. Give even if it hurts. I'm telling you right now, you can never outgive God. And if we will give, God will give even more. How many would say Amen? When that happens, we're going to be blown away by all of the ministry that this corner can uh, 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 can support. And so let's begin to pray. There are people, even though the the Beyond Project closed, there are people who have continued to give to our building fund. And for that, we thank you. And I want to encourage you to pray about and to give exceedingly and abundantly beyond, even above your tithe and offerings, and watch how God blesses you and uses you and does great things. Now, in the last six months, We have had a $4 million net gain to our balance sheet. The Lord has done a whole series of miracles for us. And because of the financial position that we find ourselves in, we are now steps away from phase two of the Beyond Project. When phase two comes, here's what that means. It means that we're going to build the first two floors on that parking lot. How many are, are, are longing to push back and continue to grow? There's going to be additional ministry uh, space for our children. We'll be pushing back the wall. There'll be greater seating for adults. And in addition to that, greater ministry spaces for all of our adults. Here's how God has done that. First of all, and stick with me. If you're watching online, don't get up and go get a sandwich right now. Okay, stick with me. This is very, very important, and you are part of this. We're all part of this. First of all, when we moved into this building, through the help of um, a number of key people, Brother Mike Messner was one of them, Josh, Pastor Matt, who's not here anymore, they worked feverishly. And it was very, very difficult, a great challenge, but they worked hard to secure for us something called new market tax credits. And we were given a million dollars. Now, when that million dollars comes to us, it comes in the form of a loan, and then after seven years, the loan is canceled, and then we just keep the money. Oh no, that's a pretty good deal. Well, guess what? About three weeks ago, the loan was forgiven. It's no longer on our books, and we are $1 uh, million better. In addition to that, over the course of the last six months, one generous donor gave a very significant gift, a gift of $750,000. Could we praise God? Hallelujah, Jesus. How I many know that's a good day when you get one of those? And then lastly, we have received another very significant gift valued at over $2 million, and that's what I want to share with you right now. Watch this video. You know, I remember being 28 years old, and Chrissy and I were just married about three years and we received our first major ministry assignment, and it was in Omaha, Nebraska. I remember flying into the city at night and feeling terrified because of how massive a responsibility it felt to me. And I looked out the window and I learned something on that night that has always been very special and very important to my heart. I saw all of the lights in that city And I felt the Lord speak to my heart and say, every light represents people, represents a person. And ever since then, every time I fly into a city, I pray when I see the lights. That's the way Chicago Tabernacle was born. I would look at all of the lights flying into O'Hare. Throughout the years, it's been an amazing journey for us to pray for our great city in Chicago. And then the Lord began to expand our vision. You know, as your ministry goals, your vision grows. And when we started the beyond project, we quoted Dale Moody. And he said that cities are the great centers of influence. He said that water rolls downhill and the great cities of America are the highest hills. If we can stir the cities, we can stir the whole nation. I deeply believe that that is true. And so we've begun to pray for the cities of America and we've included it in our burden to see God do something beyond. And then through something as simple as a Zoom call, God does something very special.
0: And one day, Al and I were just sitting in the living room and I said to him, honey, what is on your heart for our future, for the future of Chicago Tabernacle, for our ministry? What's on your heart? And without hesitation, he said, I want to see a prayer meeting raised up in cities across America. And at that moment, I remember thinking, this doesn't sound like just a good idea. It sounds like he's making a declaration of God's vision for us. And so within a few weeks, he's on this Zoom call. And it was just a a meeting. You know, he has lots of meetings. And it was a board meeting of sorts, and it was, actually it was taking place in the state of Pennsylvania. So they asked him, it was Christian men on the board and they asked him, so Al, how has Chicago Tabernacle been doing through the pandemic? And he shared, God has been so faithful to us and he's helped us. And, and as he did, he started to go on and say, you know, it's, it's, God has put in my heart to see prayer meetings raised up across the country, which means churches. And someone at the table said what about Philadelphia
1: so I get off of that zoom call and I was literally overwhelmed because I couldn't believe that the Lord might be answering that prayer that cry of our hearts so quickly I mean right before our very eyes the Lord was unfolding something that was deep inside of our hearts And so now the Lord is taking us beyond our imagination. See, from the moment we planted the Chicago Tabernacle, we knew it would only happen if God's people would cry out to him. We knew that if people prayed, then the absolute impossible, the beyond could actually take place. I was introduced to a pastor whose church meets in a building that is in the heart of the city of Philadelphia. It steps away from universities, from people from all walks of life, literally in the birthplace of our nation. God is giving us a new vision of having one church in several cities. He's taking us beyond our walls beyond our generation, beyond our imagination. Can you believe it? We prayed for him to do something way beyond our imagination. And through the natural course of things as we're just doing what God has called us to do, I end up talking to a pastor on a Zoom call. And then Christy and I went and visited this church and we met this very precious group of people, maybe about 25 or, or, or 30 of them. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and as the Lord began to knit our hearts, he was not only doing something special in us, but he was doing something very special in them. Because at the middle, during the middle of November, this past November, they voted to turn over two buildings that they owned. Not only that church, but another building. Two buildings with no debt, valued over $2 million. And they said, we're giving this to Chicago Tabernacle, and we want to invite you to come and to plant the Philadelphia Tabernacle. Could we praise God? He does beyond. He Blessed be his name we've been visiting our pastors have been going on the weekends they've already started taking as a church they've been they've started taking dna of a leader and god is doing so many wonderful things in our earlier service we actually had a member of our church who lives in philadelphia our first philly tabernacle member was actually here with us and how many know jesus is building his church hallelujah Did we put up the the picture of the group of the people? Here they are. Come on, they're probably watching online. Can we put our hands together and share our love for them right now? Hallelujah, we love you. Philly Tab. And listen, this is one of the verses that God gave me throughout this process that I think is really powerful. In, In John chapter 10, the Bible says, can we get it? It says, there are other sheep which belong to me, that are not in this sheep pen. I must bring them too. They will listen to my voice, and they will, everyone, become one flock with one shepherd. Hallelujah, Jesus is building his church. He is our great shepherd, one church in two cities. We are so blessed by what God is doing. We're just overwhelmed by his goodness and his faithfulness. How many know we're going to see greater things? Yes. Amen. But now, we're like, okay, it's, a, it's time. There's a call to action. So we pastors began to pray. My wife and I began to pray. And um, we felt pretty convinced from the Lord that we should ask Pastor Josh and Susie to pray about leaving, selling their house, taking their taking our grandkids um, with them. And after a season of prayer, um, they said yes. And so very shortly, Pastor Josh and Susie will be leaving us. I told myself, I wasn't going to do this up here. <laughs> And um, I need to say this right now. When you want to see greater things, the greater things of God are always right behind great yeses to the Lord. Great surrender to God. And so they're, they're, um, they're ready to go. They're packing their bags and they'll be leaving. In a moment we're gonna pray for them. But I need to challenge all of us. What are we supposed to do? How do we get involved? Number one, everyone here needs to pray. Each and every one of us, if you're watching online, God has you watching this for a reason, all of us need to pray. And we need to pray about what God wants to do in Philadelphia. We need to pray for Philadelphia Tabernacle, but we also need to pray about what role he would want us to play. Because I believe that God is gonna call people out of this congregation to pick up and move as well. I believe that God is gonna move upon people's hearts to participate in this in a very significant way. When we say yes, we see greater things by the power of God. If you're interested, we want to invite you to text to Philly Tab, text Philly Tab to 67076. And this is going to give you um, current information about what's happening over the course of the next season. Uh, as we're kind of getting things ready over there, we've got to invest in the building and get it get it ready for us to be joined together um, in our services. We're going to have uh, um, missions trips to Philadelphia for anyone who wants to go and help out over there and even explore the beautiful will of God. Perhaps God will call you to go there. And, you know, it's, it's funny because when you say something that big, people get real quiet, Okay. Um, but we did it. We did it. We left grandparents on both sides. Our kids left grandparents on both sides. We came here. We did it. They're doing it. And guess what? You can do it too. That's the way the kingdom of God grows. And so don't put limitations on yourself don't put, a, don't put a box around your life. Open up your heart because he's able to do exceedingly and what? Abundantly, beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine. Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Hallelujah. The singers could come. I'm going to ask Josh and Susie to make their way up. As they're making their way up, I want to give you a quick quote by uh, Um, Charles Finney Charles Finney once said revival takes place when the people of God take on the burden to see a revival come and I want to adapt that for for our purposes read this with me come on let's read this together ready becoming takes place when the people of God take on the burden to see other people become and as they're saying yes I want to challenge you to say yes. Yes to what? Yes to whatever God is calling you to. Yes to the yes to that next space. Yeah. Yes to that next level of closeness to God so that you could hear more than ever before.